Yeah. Mm. Boogie. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's mm. my jam. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Morning Metro. It is June 29th, 2018. I just realized that I actually titled the episode on the show for Twitch wrong. Allow me to fix that so I don't look like a pleb. Um, but of course, we are your hosts, uh, Grid21 and the Cappy Man, the one and only. And we're actually early starting a show for once. Hello, good morning. I, I, I hope I'm the only one. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Uh, wide awake. <laughs> yeah, I, I surprisingly am. I, I went to bed like around four, actually, because I was doing random. Uh, I, I went to bed around like uh, 12 around there. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm unfortunately a bit of a night owl, so I kind of, um, mm, I have a tendency uh, to work on things. I'm not a night owl ever, I, ever I, since. I really shouldn't be a night owl, but you know, it's just, it's too tempting when I have, like, there's constantly things going around in my head that I want to know, or I want to look up, and I just can't, I can't help myself, I've just, I've got to be, I'm just one of those people that just does that. Terrible for my sleep schedule, and probably for my health, but you know, YOLO! Um, we got some people in the chat this morning, I want to say hello to Z Pluto, and I don't know if anybody else is in chat or not, but that's okay. Um, I see where there's Lex break in the, uh, in the chat, good morning Lex break, welcome to the show. Um, and of course, Coffee, obviously, who's obviously here. Um, but yeah, speaking of things that we're always wondering, you're probably wondering about the news, so we're gonna head and slide this little intro out, and we're gonna head and get started. So Cappy, with that, would you please start our first article of the morning um most certainly let me just pull up my window here Sweet. announces uh rtx super graphics cards super! actually actually it was more leaked, leaked. Um, well i guess they had to get a plumber <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess they had to get a plumber yep we're having a leak sir go ahead <laughs> Uh, just before E3, NVIDIA teased uh, that something super was coming in the form of a cryptic YouTube teaser. But now, thanks to some very leaky pipes over at Amazon US, go Amazon! Uh, there we go. Uh, they have in works supposedly uh, RTX 2060 Super and 2070 Super. Uh, Pretty much, these cards are the same as an RTX cards based off the Turing architecture of RTX. Um, However, the RTX Super will have 8 gigabytes of GDDR6 memory, giving it another 2 gigabytes over the regular RTX 260 and 260 Ti. Gotcha. Um, It also looks like you'll have a higher boost clock speed as well. as EVGA's GeForce RTX 2060 Super XC Ultra Gaming, oh, so it's a long name. Will be currently listed at 16 or 1695 megahertz, which cool. is ever which is slightly above the about 15 megahertz above the non-super RTX 2060's reference boost speed of 1680. <sighs> that's a lot. Um, um yes so, no other technical detail details are mentioned on amazon's uh product page at the time of writing however 
So yes. Now I like to I like to go into something. First of all, Nvidia's naming scheme is like I sit there and it's just like super, and I'm like, <laughs> how does it make it better? Like. Nvidia, who was who was asleep in the boardroom, or was somebody drunk? And some, I could just I could just see the board meeting uh, now. They they walk in and they're like, guys, like guys, I have a great idea. And we call yeah. it super, you know. Like <laughs> I mean, not to be mean, but I I uh, okay. So uh, Bluto says in chat, uh, Nvidia supports shaders. I mean ray tracing. I mean. <laughs> Oh no! Don't no! Don't start the ray tracing and shade. Oh my gosh! This is this is a carryover from a from a discussion I had on my channel, uh, my uh, main channel about Minecraft ray tracing shaders, and I'm not going to get into the discussion because it will just be here for an hour if we are. <laughs> um, but okay, so first of all, I like EVGA. I really, really like EVGA. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, and uh, I have their EVGA 980 Ti FTW. Freaking love the card. It's lasted me for a very, very long time. However, I still would like to get the um, the RTX series card only because my only reason is I don't care about ray tracing, but I do like the idea of the fact that there's a new, like the encoder chip is better on... Um, like it, the performance wise, it's better on the 20 series cards and stuff. So what I'm hoping is that with this super, sorry, wait, I feel like I need to do this super uh, uh, series. It'll the normal cards will be um, basically like less expensive. So my question to you, Cappy, is: Do you think there'll be a price drop in the current generation that was before the super cards? Um, not sure as of yet, but from the looks of it, even though it's been leaked, the graphics card market for RTX hasn't dropped down anytime soon. So it it's hard to say. So it could be a possibility, but not necessarily confirmed that it could. Yeah, it's not necessarily confirmed, uh, but it possibly could because with every new thing, the older cards are much more cheaper. Yeah. Like, for example, mm -hmm. to get another 970 card or a 1070 card, it's about $200 cheaper than when it was first um, produced. Yeah. Granted, the 970 or the 900 series cards are no longer being manufactured mm -hmm. um, after market or third-party market. Yeah, is is very saturated with those cards. Yeah, and the 900 series are still a good graphics card if you don't want ray tracing, which well, I don't plan on getting anytime soon. Well, my question would be actually is with all these pe with people buying the super cards, is it possible that what people okay so people's people in marketing can be very interesting because like if it's got a certain name attached you know like people be like oh my gosh this must be better i'm gonna sell it on e i'm gonna sell my old card on ebay so my question is are we gonna see rtx cards show up on ebay for a cheaper price more than likely yes because a lot of people who want to build like a budget a budget range mm -hmm. uh gaming computer usually 
go towards eBay or Craigslist or yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Uh, marketplace, uh, lol. Hey, hey, I actually I actually buy things off the Facebook Marketplace and I I enjoy the experience. So Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's interesting, yeah. Um but yeah, so it, it was just kind of something that like sort of um, you know, crossed my mind of like, you know, hey, you know, for those of us that are interested in or gen you know, genuinely interested in um in that, like I would love to see exactly how prices and stuff could change um you know based on these new cards um see pluto says my mom's my mom my mom sells things on on the facebook marketplace ah okay lols um but hey you know i mean if it works like that's what's important obviously um but uh yeah so i don't know i I feel like too the and this this goes and what I'm worried about is that NVIDIA is going to start following the same stupid pattern that um, Intel has been following, whereby basically when uh, AMD came out with something, Intel followed. Then AMD came out with another thing, and Intel followed. And so now what I'm worried about is that, like, it's going to be AMD and NVIDIA, AMD and NVIDIA, AMD and NVIDIA. And they're just going to drop, 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 because, like, NVIDIA is just, they don't, they don't actually have anything substantial to offer, but they want to, um, you know, they, they, they want to um, basically keep up. And so I'm worried about exactly, like, what kind of... Um, you know what exactly we're going to be seeing here as far as um competition back and forth like it's just going to be a battle of the, of the cards essentially because not only that but we still have yet to see exactly what AMD's Navi I think it's called um GPUs like we we still have any, we don't know anything about that and that still is yet to come out so it could be pretty um it could be pretty interesting for a while I guess so what do you what do you think about this um, I think that if AMD does follow suit, I think it's going to prove great competition in the market because mm-hmm. we, we live in a capitalist society where competition is key yeah. to um, drive like prices and other things like. So if AMD releases something that's a little bit better or a little bit cheap than the RTX, NVIDIA will have to like drop their prices or come out with a new card mm-hmm. yeah and this this is expected because um nvidia usually releases i want to say three iterations of their um graphics cards mm-hmm. their new graphics cards like for example when the 970 came out they had the 970 or the 900 series gpus they had the the 900 which was the 900 non-ti which was basically Yep. The Founders Edition. Yep. Uh, you had on certain models the TI, and then you also had Super uh, Super Overclocked, which is yep. which is basically the third iteration or the third gen mm-hmm. of their graphics cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the only rule to exception of that is the ten seven or the uh, thousand series GPUs. Yes. You didn't have the super version or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it 
it's kind of hard to say that there's going to be a fourth fourth rehash or i feel like i feel like from a marketing perspective it'd be there would be there won't be a reason for it i feel like up to that point but if you're getting to a fourth generation you might as well just release a brand new series altogether because it doesn't make it doesn't make sense well, they they also haven't released a seven nanometer architecture on their a RTX lot of cards. people have. Well, except for okay, well, except for AMD who outsources their silicon process and stuff. Like that's why they're down to that nanometer because they have other contractors that they work with. Intel does everything in house. As for Nvidia, I don't think they do any. I don't know if they do all their silicon production in house or not. That's something I would have to look up. Because if they're not down to seven nanometers, it could be because they develop their own GPUs and they don't have anybody, I'm sure, as obviously Cappy's being our research man, which is great. Um, <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take a while for them. Now, the, but the, I guess, like, I guess it makes sense for them to make it smaller because it's more powerful, there's more transistors, more things it can do and stuff. Um, so you know, yeah, it, it's it's it'll be interesting. Uh, while you look that up, capping and read some chat here. I know nothing about computers, so I don't even have an opinion uh, to voice. But it uh, it has super at the end, so it sounds cool. Says the Pluto. Yeah, and that's the thing; it's all marketing. It's it's a super card. So, uh, did you find the answer of whether or not Nvidia makes their own silicon chips or not? Yeah, they make their own. Uh, no, actually, they do not manufacture their products. Instead, they do R&D and design, and then they outsource their prototypes to Asian companies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Huh. Well, um, it'll be very interesting to see exactly where the market shifts. Um, I'm still going to hold on to my 980 Ti. Yes, it's two generations old, but... If you want me to have a new card, NVIDIA sponsor me, or somebody just, you know, give me a new card, obviously, I'm not going to spend money for it. I'm still using a Note 4. I mean, come on. Like, like I don't have money to upgrade that often. I mean, Note 4 is still solid. It's funny. Watch. Like, watch. We'll, we'll, we'll get into, like, several seasons later. Oh, Grid still has his Note 4. <laughs> Sorry. That'd be funny. Honestly, I had the Note 4, and I wish I kept it. <laughs> it's a solid phone. Not going to lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But go ahead. But speaking of uh, things that are solid and cool, and um, this is let's see. So this is another. This is probably another article that I think was yours. Although I may rearrange things so we can kind of like bounce back and forth a little bit here. I'm gonna actually gonna bump uh, one article up. And uh, for those of you that love uh, high impact sports or or watch high impact sports, I know it's a bit of a bit of a shift, but cool technology. That might be a good segue. Um, there's a new tech, and it's a high-tech mouth guards to raise awareness of concussion prevention. Uh, hold on, let me make sure that... Okay, I'm going to read from my show notes. Yeah, I have show notes, but I also said read through article as, some of it as needed. Um, for people that... Uh, that play in high-action sports, a new technology is out for them. EverydayHealth.com report is saying, a team of engineers and neurologists at uh, Pre- Prevent Biometric, uh, a spinoff of the uh, Cleveland Clinic, has developed a the Prevention Impact Monitor, IM, <laughs> IM, A-I-M-A, sorry, bit of a old joke there, but, uh, oh wait, where's the little, where, where's the little sound effect? Sorry, I had to do it. Um, anyway, 
uh, where was I? Which can detect uh, potential concussions causing impact and in, in real time. The method, uh, the mouth guard, which uh, looks, which took more than a decade to design, measures the distance, angle, and force of a blow, and then lights up to the to signal when the brain damage may have occurred during impact. The data is then transferred to a mobile and web app uh, for further review via Bluetooth. Um, that is honestly very cool, actually. Um, because I know that guys who do, um, a lot of high impact sports like football, boxing, um, uh, maybe some Olympic sports, um, stuff like that. This, and, and for those of you that are, unfortunately, those that are listening via audio, I'm so sorry. Um, you can go to, um, I know it's, it's on everydayhealth.com website and probably just look up like high tech mouth guard detection or something like that and it should show up. But those of you that are watching on stream and on YouTube, as you can see, this is actually a very cool looking little um, little device actually. Like it's it's kind of nice how they're able to integrate um, the sensors and the chips into um, uh, into the uh, uh, into the mouth guard and stuff. Um, as the Pluto says, I do karate and soccer. I don't need this lull. <laughs> um, but let's see here. So let's see where I can find. So uh, prevent biometrics. This is again, reading more from the article. Prevent bio, uh, biometrics is targeting football, hockey, lacrosse players from youth to the college level, but hope the professional teams will take interest too. Uh, their quote is saying, uh, we've taken the guesswork out of identifying athletes for concussion uh, assessment by turning the ineffective uh, observational method of diagnosing concussions into an uh, effective data-driven method, said Stephen Washburn, uh, chief executive uh, uh, officer of Prevent Biometrics, uh, in a press release earlier this year. Uh, David Siegel, the chief marketing officer of uh, Prevent Biometrics, says that the uh, embedding the technology into a mouth guard is better than the helmet-based sensors because the upper uh, arc of teeth provides a secure coupling to the skull. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yep. I never thought about that. That's very, that's really obs um, very observant. Uh, this is an important difference. Uh, a, a di di different potential. Man, my dyslexia is really kicking. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, from a helmet because the mouth guard. Okay, that's uh, read that. Okay, so helmet-based sensors, on the other hand, have been proven to be inaccurate because the helmet moves too much independently of the head. Seagull says, oftentimes the helmet's movement is what's being calculated and not the impact of the head itself. The Prevent MI mouth guard is currently in beta testing in a few regions in the United States with a number of youth, high school, and college teams uh, in various sports, including football, hockey, lacrosse, boxing, and rugby. Uh, Seagull uh, adds that the mouth guard is also... Uh, is also in use by major concussion researchers in the states. Um, yeah, this is really like, and it looks really cool. Like, just it looks like a really high piece of tech. Like, that's that's awesome. Um, but I I don't know, Cappy. What do you think about this? I think this is super cool, actually. I I actually support this because the number one way to the number one injury of like high impact sport is concussion like yeah i i used to play football and i can't tell you how many times i uh played concu uh i got concussions on the field really 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it, I I only played it for about a season, and after my second concussion, I was like, I I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um. And I've had concussions before, and they're not fun. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Unfortunately, it it it's just a a risk that you play in high impact sports sure. such as like football, rugby, professional wrestling, yeah, and other things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you could call professional wrestling a sport, but mm. to to each their own. But either way, I digress. Um. Uh. But I just find this very interesting. Like, yes. I wonder if they use accelerometers in mm. this, and then yeah, that's what I was, I was trying to read through the article to see exactly how the technology, um, how the technology works. Actually, um, I'm trying to scrub through the article a little bit here to see if it talks about the sensors in particular. Um, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't say much about it. No, it doesn't. I would, I would imagine accelerometers have a. <sighs> Probably Pretty high key to this because it looks like that. And if you're using gyros and accelerometers, yeah. um, there's, there's 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 accelerometers, gyros, and there's one more. There's like a gravity sensor, I think, too, as well. Yeah. I think there's another. There's a couple of them. Um, now, Z Pluto says in chat, I can see this going wrong. So my question is how. But then as I think about it, I could see it. I, what I could see because there was actually on a separate note. There was actually a recall, I think, from the FDA about a heart pump that was like you could like connect it to like your phone or something like that. And hackers are actually hacking the heart pumps and making them like uh, inject too much insulin into people's like bodies or something like that. So like it was basically it was a hackable device. So my question is then, okay, like anything, what is the security of this because I if a hacker wants it for whatever sick reason they'll get it. So my question is for security is this a like passive device using NFC which it looks like actually there's an NFC um uh ring on the one side of it and one of the images we're looking at here. Um so is it like NFC powered? Is it battery powered? If it is battery powered does it need to be charged? How long does it last? Um you know, like, how is the connect? Is the connection secure? Well, Bluetooth is usually secure, I think, as far as I know. It's usually a secure connection. Um, thought series, Cappy, chat, any, anything? I, I'm just bouncing. I'm just throwing stuff out on the table here. It looks like it's NFC powered because I'm not seeing any batteries unless those, uh, like, purple and blue ones are batteries from the looks of it. Unless it's like a, unless this is like a prototype. Actually, it does yeah. look like it. So, no, or they could be the sense. I don't. Mm. It could also wirelessly wirelessly charge as well. That could be, yeah. Um, then the um, question is, how long does the battery last on it? You know, like as far as like a lifespan. You know, because batteries only have so much charge cycle. You know, obviously before it charges and discharges a lot. Um, so the the comment that you made about like it being hackable and stuff like that, or hackers getting into it. Yes. Honestly, this this would be a useless thing for hackers to get into. Um, main reason why is that it's just monitoring data. That's it. And alerting but the people. Thing, but the thing about it is that what they could do is that say during a football game, if they didn't like the other team was winning, they could hack the mouth guard to make like the, make it look like that person had a concussion to pull them off the field to throw the game. 
That's an ex that's an extreme case scenario. Well, the thing is, is with uh, like uh, sensors like this, is that it's very hard to like fudge the data and stuff like that. Um, more than likely, it's you're probably gonna have to bite down on it to activate it, because with mouth guards, you do have to bite down to use a mouth guard. Uh huh. Um, but more than likely, it it's probably not going to be easily hackable or anything like that because a lot of football players, a lot of rugby players and other things like that, when they're off the field, they usually just like lightly bite down on the mouth guard. Yeah. Just to release some tension from their jaw. Yeah. And, Interesting. And I, I just don't think that this might be easily hackable or anything like that. Like if, if I was a hacker, what benefit would I get from this? Yeah, but a hacker always finds a reason to hack. You know, I mean, there's always some weird reason behind everything when it comes to hacking. Well, there, there are two different types of hackers. Um, there are black hats and white hats. Black hats are pretty much the people who do it just for the sake of it and also to do damage. Yeah. And then there's white hat hackers who are hired by agencies to see if a thing is hackable see if there's any back doors and report the back doors mm -hmm. mm. yeah like enough. most of most of the vulnerabilities that we have that were uh announced and stuff like that mm -hmm. are actually from white hat hackers not black hats because if black hat hackers got a hold of that data they wouldn't release that information and just pretty much have a backdoor in the computers, servers, networking, yeah. and other things like that. Mm. Yeah, interesting. So I, 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 I don't know if this is easily hackable because, depending on the generation of the Bluetooth chip, yeah, might not be hackable. Yeah, um, there, there has been a vulnerability announced for Bluetooth 5.0. Mm -hmm. or uh, previous generations of Bluetooth. But other than that, there's there's not much to discern from this. Like, I don't know what version of Bluetooth it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know other things like that to that nature. So it, it, it's kind of hard to say. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. On that, very cool device. I I would love to see this deployed professionally among, you know, the guys that do this, you know, for our entertainment. And we smack gladiators for our entertainment. I'm sorry. That was a commentary. <laughs> um, anyway, but um, speaking of things that could be potentially hackable, I'm sorry I'm bumping your... Actually, uh, yeah, for the sake, for the sake of staying, staying with a the theme of, of things that are hackable, let's talk about the Samsung TV um thing a, a bit here if you would cappy so this is interesting samsung asks users to please would you do a virus scan on your television cappy please take this article uh and and go with it okay so samsung tweeted out uh which is now deleted uh saying scanning your computer for malware viruses is important to keep it running smoothly this is also true for your qled tv if it's connected to wi-fi Prevent malicious software attacks to your TV by scanning your four viruses on your TV every few weeks. Here's how. Um, so, apparently on Samsung QLED TVs, uh, which are the pretty much high-end TVs nowadays, 
um, actually have McAfee antivirus really? for televisions on their computer or on their TV. <laughs> wow. Really? It's a computer. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it is. It does take a few steps to get into it. Um, it actually, you actually have to go about 16 uh, menus deep. Um, however, Samsung has got immediate pushback on these tweets and almost as and almost as immediately deleted them. Good morning, Castle. Welcome to the show. Yes. Uh, wow. Me watching the morning Metro for once. That's insane. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the show. Continue, Cappy, if you would. Uh, this raises some questions about Samsung practices about the world, real world value and pretty trivial application. As Samsung, as well as is Samsung paying for this promotion? Uh, in my personal opinion, I think it's all all the above. Mm -hmm. um the reason why the best way to protect your tv is to keep it off any networks mm -hmm. but but if you have a smart tv you want it want it to connect to the network so mm -hmm. it, it, it's kind of a redundant mm -hmm. um i also believe that android as a system is pretty secure yeah, most smart TVs actually run modified Android OS. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it it, it it's kind of different. Um, it, it I I just don't know. Like it, to me, I think it's redundant. Yeah, but I understand that you probably should put an antivirus on. I, your Android-based well, phones and stuff like that? Here's the thing. I've been saying for a while, for a lot of things, and we've said this in a couple seasons under, when we had uh, our other co-host um, a couple seasons ago, that, like, you know, everything... We're going to get to the point where everything's on the Internet. Even probably even my skateboard will be somehow connected to the Internet for whatever useless reason why. Um, I mean, we have electric skateboards, electric cars, uh, Internet-powered TVs... Everything is hackable, even if it's not on the internet. Like my 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 a literal real fear, and I will and 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 I'll bet you I will say this, and in a couple of years later they'll be like, oh, by the way, your car is hackable. Um, everything is hackable. Like if a hacker wants it bad enough, they will get it. And I've been saying this for a very long time, and you know, like um. I, I just it, I and I find it funny that they delete the tweet. I wonder why they delete the tweet. That that's what I find kind of odd. Yeah, that's what I find kind of odd too. Um, um but unless it was, G, uh, oh sorry, unless sorry, it was ahead. unless it was because of like the marketing or something, they were like, oh crap, we shouldn't have. You know, I don't know if there was something. Maybe somebody got yelled at. Maybe they shouldn't have said. Maybe it's something they shouldn't have said. I don't know. Um, I go ahead. I don't have anything intelligent to say. Go ahead. I, I I'll think about what I want to say next. Go ahead. I mean, with 5G coming out, I pretty much yep. almost all of our devices are going to be connected no matter what. Mm -hmm. uh, cars, skateboards, like you said, for example, phones yeah. are going to, are always connected. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that uh, antivirus or virus scans are necessary. Yeah. Um, I also believe that firmware updates are going to be a thing nowadays, especially with cars. I mean, look at Tesla. They they update their um, <clears throat> their cars uh, periodically, uh -huh. and they're just now producing an update where all Teslas are going to be autonomous. 
no matter what. Uh, um, that, that, that's just another conversation I, uh, I want to avoid. But um, unfortunately, that's how that's how the world's coming. Like, or that's how technology is is going. Mm-hmm. Is that we want autonomous driving? We want flying cars. We want flying uh, cars. Oh boy, that there there could be a plus pro plus. Uh, yes, good and bad on that one. Yeah, I know. Um, and it it, it 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 it's just part of the technology trends. Like I I I just don't know yet. Like it, it it's too early to say what. The, what they have, what they say is going to have an impact on mm-hmm. the tech market. Yeah, I, I is it to me? It's just, it's just really unknown at the point. At this point, I love uh, Castle's comment. Flying cars? You mean planes? No, legitimately flying cars. No, cars yeah, yeah, no, can, I know, I know, I know. I, I, he, I think he, meant, I think he forgot to put a, I think he forgot to put a kappa at the end of that. Actually, is what happened. Um, but um, uh, yes. So, I mean, like, like I've always said, I'm gonna go ahead and read. I'm just gonna read some chat here. Uh, Zipluto says, "I was watching uh, this series of science fiction, science, uh, scientific studies, and one of the videos was they were talking." to the people that work for Google that hacks Google to see if there's any crack, but they go on to, to see that the stuff that is hard to hack is the easiest thing to hack. Um, let's see. It isn't, uh, isn't it crazy that people used to think in 2020, we'd be able to go back to the future. <laughs> uh, no, which, just true. Planes are flying cars. Well, no, but like, no, but Okay cars like we have now will one day have it where the wheels will turn underneath the car and it'll start flying that is a flying car and then we'll go back to being a car on the road that's what i think flying cars will look like yeah because i don't see the idea of of a a car having two giant propeller or two giant like rotary up facing things and and that would just look weird um we need wing Tunnels IRL right grid. I'll reference to a Fortnite thing. Yes, we do need uh, ringed tunnels. Yes. Uh, how about we just develop the Stargate? Let's just be done with it. <laughs> or no, even better, beam me up, Scotty. Like that's what I'm actually waiting for. Is 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 well. Although actually, there has been t- rumblings about that around different areas that like teleportation. They are working on it. Like there, there's been some things are talked about from my understanding. If they're actually trying to develop, you know, like they've been able to like teleport, I think like a, like a small, like Apple or something like an actual, like small. That's what I, heard. I, I honestly don't want teleportation. I want holograms. I, mean, I want I holograms to become a thing. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. <laughs> <laughs> and if you got with that reference, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I got it. Um, let's see. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, back to you can't teleport a human. Oh, it'll if they want it, they'll do it. It'll be a thing. It will. So, scientifically, it is not possible. Um, reason why is that if you break up uh your atoms and other things like that, they can't reform. So it it's technically not scientifically possible. 
You would change your form just physics. slightly. It's a, it's just physics. I uh, will see. Teleport me into the front of the Twenty One Pilots mosh pit. Oh my gosh, Castle. Um, but anyway, so I guess if you've got a smart TV, uh, you heard you heard it here for, heard it here first, folks. Update your TV and scan it once a week. Um, but yeah, like I I don't know. I I it was funny that samsung tweeted it i'm sad they deleted it because it's a great meme um but mcafee of all things yeah mcafee uh, yeah huh? yeah i know i, I mean know. i have the i have the what was it like the lookout security app on my phone which i don't know if that really does anything good it came with my my note 4 which is an android powered phone um, and Lookout Security was put on there, like, when I bought it, so I don't know if that's really any good, but, like, I, I guess, like, when the other thing is, like, what would you be doing that would deem it necessary to even scan your TV? Like, you're watching apps that are pre-approved out of the Google Play Store. No, actually, the, the apps are pre-approved through the Samsung Store. Okay, well, still. They're and still, they're they're... still checking, there, there, there would still be you know, green light checking before it hits your TV for you to use anyway. <clears throat> and pretty much uh, what they do is they vet to see if it's if there's any viruses or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Um, Zooploop uh, says, how about instead of doing antivirus TV, we just get rid of viruses? So, unfortunately, it's impossible to get rid of viruses unless you just want to kill the whole entire uh internet yeah um and head back to sneaker net and stuff like that sorry and... just my microphone oops um <laughs> but like yeah because like you'd have to get rid of hackers you'd have to like you'd have to just bring down the entire internet infrastructure and then no more netflix or twitch or us and that would be sad and i'd have to find another way to um yeah that'd be hard I don't know. Anyway, but th there you go. Scan your TVs. Whatever. Speaking of internet, I'm sorry. I'm bum I'm gonna I'm gonna just put your article till the end because we're making some really great segues right now, <laughs> and I th and I think it's going. And the way it's flowing is really really good. And we've had and you, Cap, you and I have had this discussion about this on my normal stream about data caps with ISPs. This is a good good segue here. Uh, Google Stadia's data cap challenge will be addressed by ISPs, says Phil uh, Harrison. Now, this will be interesting. Um, please tell me that I made show notes. Dear Lord, I hope I did. If not, I feel like a complete idiot once again. Read this one. Is This one is a live read. All right, great. Why was this one a live read again? Oh, because I thought it was short enough to actually read. So here we go. I skimmed it. Let's see how this works. <clears throat> Phil Harris, Vice President and General Manager, uh, this comes from GameSpot.com, by the way, um, General Manager of Google, has indicated that he doesn't believe data caps represent a major challenge to Stadia. So let me back up really quick for those of you who are just hearing about this the first time. Google Stadia is um, the new game streaming service from Google that would basically be similar to services such as um, uh, Netflix, but in this case, that is streaming shows, you're streaming video games and stuff to your house, uh, you know, over the internet, essentially. So, uh, the company's upcoming video game streaming service, oh, well, there you go. Uh, in an interview, Harrison 
uh, was asked by GameSpot how much of a limiting factor he sees data caps as data caps are not a universal challenge, he replied, going on to say he believes that ISPs will react to demand in order to fulfill the needs of their customers. He was quoted as saying the ISPs have a strong history of staying ahead of the consumer trend, and if you look at the history of data caps and those small numbers of markets, it's actually a relatively small number of markets that have, in parentheses here, data caps. The trend over time when music streaming and download became popular, especially in the early days when it was not necessarily legitimate, data caps moved up. Then with the innovation of TV and film streaming, data caps moved up again. Uh, and we expect to that uh, trend to continue. Placing faith in ISPs to respond to the uh, demands of a streaming service like Stadia, which sends up to 1080p or 4K video feeds to players, depending on the package they subscribe to, presents further questions. The first thing... The first being, would the uh, adoption of Stadia be widespread enough to signal a trend to ISPs need to respond to in the same way that music, TV, movies, and streaming did? Harrison uh, struck to his, stuck to his guns when he uh, presented with, with this concern, saying he believes that ISPs are smart and uh, they understand that they're the business of keeping customers happy and keeping customers with them for a long time. On suggestions, the ISPs may instead see this as an opportunity to attach further costs to having more data caps, which he, in turn, would uh, become a greater exp uh, expense to on the user. Harrison noted that 5G technology would be a part of the solution. He was quoted as saying, "There's a very and uh, it's that's very interesting additional." Uh, dynamic happening on the internet market, which is the evolution of 5G, particularly in what's called fixed wireless, which is not necessarily running a 5G on your phone, but as a way of, of bringing 5G into your home, all the 5G fixed wireless business that are now uh, up, uh, that are that are up now that I'm aware of uh, have no data caps and are very, very high performance. So that's introducing a competitive dynamic. $50 a month, that's what Verizon's fixed wireless costs for minimum 300 megabytes and up to a gigabit. Uh, it's a very good value to me. So let's stop right here for a second. So, um, so Cappy, so we were talking about data caps um, a couple months ago on my, uh, on my main channel, um, how, what's your view on this with data caps and, and Google Stadia? So really, I think it's, uh, moot, uh, uh, com, uh, thing, uh, really streaming doesn't take up that much data and stuff like that. Like I listen to music all the time at work, and I was I, I was actually looking on my phone to see how much data I had I had used, and over the month I maybe used like ten gigabits of uh, ten gigabytes of data just uh -huh. for streaming and stuff like that. Um, most ISPs actually have a very reasonable data cap per month. Mm -hmm. uh, depending on the package, like three hundred gigs to mm -hmm. one terabyte. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't think this is really. I don't think it really matters. But I could see where data caps could become a uh, issue and stuff because, like that. Depending on, because depending thing... on, go ahead on uh, how 
depending on how often the person and how long the game stream or the excuse me or the stream happens, um, uh-huh. I could see it becoming an issue. Well, what I also see as an issue too is the fact that. Um... You know, for live streamers, sorry, like myself, gaming, like, now I'm never, like, I'm sorry, I like building my machine, I like my games locally, I can use Parsec to stream games across the internet as it is, Um, I don't see myself using Google Stadia, I am a hardcore PC enthusiast, Um, but... For people that want to live stream on Twitch.tv, Mixer, YouTube, uh, DLive, um, there's a number of other services, I could see where data cap could potentially be an issue. Because if they're downstreaming their game and upstreaming their, their video feed to Twitch or whatever, I can see data caps being a substantial issue from month to month. Because as it is, um, one of my friends actually... Uh, um, they have an issue where they can't do a lot of streaming in one month's time because of their data cap. Um, because they're they're stream they're connected to a game server and then they're um, uh, and then they're streaming to Twitch and everything. Um, and I can see it being a real issue for people that want to. They're like, oh hey, cool, I can be a streamer too. Oh wait, I have a data cap, and I, I'm sorry. In 2019. We're at the point where we don't need to, where data caps don't need to be a thing. I'm sorry, we really need to abolish data caps. We that we're only using a, a, a and, I, and one of my friends told me about this. We're only using a dime's diameter worth, and you know how big a dime is, a dime's diameter worth of the whole capability of the internet. And we're to a point where I feel like I, I'm very passionate about this. We need to abolish data caps. We can support the people that want to, that want to do all this. So it's just that because of of straight up greed and marketing, ISPs don't want to do it. They will not get rid of data calves, and I think that needs to change. So, I I disagree with that. Um, That's the fine. reason why uh, I think data calves should still be a thing is that. There's there's only so much bandwidth that no, uh, there a isn't. Person... Actually, yes, because our my ISP can only support up to ten gig uh, ten megabits per second bandwidth. Because the the reason why is that if you use um, RJ forty five or uh, uh, for uh, RJ45, which is the connector. Um, um, if you use TIA A or B, you're talking about like um, fiber optic cable, basically. No, no, oh. I'm talking about copper cabling because oh. copper cabling is still is still the primary medium. We True. still have not gotten to uh, fiber optic cabling yet in most of America. Okay, um, the the. The problem with copper cabling is that you only have so much bandwidth that you can pass through. And okay. That that's the limitation of copper cabling. However, with fiber optic cabling, that's that's a different story because it's literally limitless um data transfer because light travels faster than energy. Okay. Just because of physics. <laughs> yeah. 
and that that that's that's the reason why people we still have data caps is because in order to balance that out you have to have data caps through okay. I just hit my mic again it's don't worry about it continue on continue on <laughs> um pretty much uh data caps are meant to like buffer people from using too much bandwidth okay I, I guess uh, i i guess i could see that when you put it in that respect okay fine i guess i'm a little bit now i do know certain isps such as comcast use a mix of fiber and and uh and copper cables but then i guess it depends on like at what point in the junction do they use copper and what point in the junction do they use fiber i guess it depends on where the junction when- points are and stuff so Comcast uses fiber optics to trans to uh, transfer uh, tra- transport yeah transport data back to their servers and transport data to the house to residential. Uh, once you reach residential, it becomes copper. Which I can attest to because that's actually how ours was. We actually where our cable goes um, through our floor under the house and then you know back out to the pole and everything so we're directly connected to the pole um actually random fact we actually have a um a line that's connected to our house so we have no idea where it goes it's just literally just sitting there we don't know if it was like a previous like um internet or phone cable or something like that and it just sits there looking um it's just funny uh just random side note um uh, but anyway um so apparently Google's, Google thinks it won't be an issue. Now, okay, so with all of this said, do you think, Cappy, that ISPs will keep up with something like Google Stadia? Do you think they're ready to keep up with something like this? Is it, can we support this? Is it going to work? I, I honestly don't know. Like, I mean, it really depends on the consumer's demand. No, internet speed. Because really, it, most company, most people don't have 3.5 meg or 35 megabits per second. That's way above our uh, uh, our um, average for the United States right now. The average for the United States is actually still at 2.5 megabytes per second, or wow. meg or 25 megabits per second. Interesting. I know that ours is like 200 down and like 16 up, but realistically we only get like maybe like 100 down and 12 up. Um, so it, there's like a theoretical versus a literal speed. Um, but like I don't – we don't subscribe to any streaming service in our house. Um, I mainly just do a lot of streaming, so I'm upstreaming a lot of things to um to twitch um and then i might downstream a couple videos to youtube but like all of it's like i mean i ups i upstream in 720 and downstream in like 1080 and stuff um you know and there's never any like 4k stuff or anything um you know in our house anyway um but yeah i don't know we'll we'll really i mean this article goes on for a while here um I guess I'll go ahead and read the rest of it for the sake of uh, content here. Let's see. Where did I last leave off? Um, uh, So uh, Harrison, still talking here, said um, that 
uh, honest on the suggestion ISPs may instead see this as an opportunity to attach further costs to uh, having more data, which in turn would be great would would become a greater uh, expense on the user. Harris noted that five G would be one part solution because I did read so I read that. Um, so, but one of the things he said about um, all the five G fixed wireless business that are up now are aware of. Um, so competitive 50 bucks. Okay. So I did read all the section. I was just trying to, I was just trying to find my place. I'm so sorry guys. Um, Harrison also noticed that many of the calculations that are being used to illustrate how quickly streaming at a high resolution can burn through an, uh, um, allotted amount of data. It aren't necessarily correct. I've seen the math calculations that people have done. If you take 35 megabytes, uh, a second, it's not always 35 megabytes because we use comparison. Uh, compression. Compression. Thank you. Compression. Uh, there will be sometimes when there will be sometimes when actually that is a really weird sentence uh, when it's actually using significantly less data than that. So it's not correct to multiply 35 megabits a second by the number of seconds you you that you play. Harrison is is uh, Harrison. Is are aware that state what is are aware? Excuse me, that's not it. Would be Harrison is aware. Oh my gosh, bad English is aware that Stadia is nevertheless a demanding service, and as a result, it will give up players' information about what they're using and how uh, they can change their resolution if uh, if they want to. Early adopters will get access to Google Stadia in November 2019 with the Founders Edition, which will be which is available for pre-order right now directly from Google. Everyone else will have to wait until the base version launches in 2020. Uh, when the base version launches, it'll be available as a free option, but people will be able to uh, buy a Stadia controller and then purchase games. Uh, I'll al carte to stream from anywhere without additional fees for access to, to streaming at 4k a growing library of games and discounts uh on purchasing them players will need to pay a monthly fee for stadia pro uh and it was talking about the subscription model okay so anyway so yeah um okay so yeah that's that's uh google stadia in a nutshell and everything else i i don't know who in chat would want to bother with google stadia Cappy, would you are you still are you would you have your games locally or would you check out stadia for the sake of what it is honestly my internet service provider can't support it so to me it i i'm just going to um keep your games local, local. Yep. yeah keep games local and not only that local. you can you can be your own streaming service if you install parsec uh, that's a really cool um, little application where you can install Parsec in two different computers, and then no matter where you are in the world, you can actually stream. You turn your gaming rig into a home streaming server or a game streaming server. Um, uh, so yeah, it's um, let's see, uh, reading some chat here. Um, taking that as a no. Okay, I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, we don't have one. I have 147. Point nine down and sixteen point twenty one up. It uh is that at least acceptable? Uh no, that's amazing. Oh yay! So Google Stadia isn't isn't YouTube. Uh well, it's YouTube two point Never mind. Lols, joking. Um. So yeah. Um. There you go. Uh, moving on down the article train. 
Uh, I, I Here, I'll save this one because I, I play this game. So I'm going to go ahead and let Cappy now do this article that he wanted to do because I know nothing about this. So go ahead. Your turn. Which one? Magic, Magic the Gathering? Yes. Okay. All right. So those who play Magic the Gathering are very aware of the many different types of uh, ways to play Magic the Gathering. Yeah, Brawl, Commander, Oathbreaker, uh, Popper. Or actually, not Popper, sorry. But that that's what I'm covering here. Now, really quick, for, for our people who are listening on YouTube and Google Play Music and haven't heard of Magic the Gathering, could you explain really quick what the game is? So pretty much Magic the Gathering is a tabletop or a collectible trading card game where you collect cards and play to reduce your opponent's life either from 40 to 0 if you're playing Commander or 20 from to zero if you're playing like popper brawl so on and so forth okay um this one this mode actually uh brings popper to paper okay pretty much popper is where you have only commons or or, uh commons in your deck with a limit of four as a traditional magic gathering game okay um pretty much uh uh, Gather will officially support uh, pretty much this is what is covered by Blake Ramison from Match the Gathering's official website. Uh, I will post it in chat. Uh, if you want to see this, if you're listening in, uh, pretty much just go to uh, Magic the Gathering's website and you'll be able to find it on there because it's pretty much brand new. It would, This article was just released on June 27, 2019. Uh, Popper, the popular commons-only format, will begin a facelift and official tournament support over the next several weeks as we move to unify the digital and paper versions of the format. Uh, To bring Popper into the realm of supported formats, we'll be making the following updates. Popper will be be listed uh, as a format on their website. Uh, the Wizard Event Reporter will allow popper formats to be sanctioned at local stores and for large tournaments. Uh, Gatherer will officially support searching by popper legality on June or July 9th. Uh, Gatherer is their uh, database of Magic the Gathering cards. Okay. Uh, the definition of popper legality is expanding to include any card with a common printing in any paper or digital set. Cool. If the card is listed as a common on gatherer from any set is legal and pauper. This will add cards to the format that were not previously legal on Magic Online. Uh, Magic Online is something similar to Magic the Gathering Arena, but a little bit more expensive and not as, uh, how should I put it, flair as MTGA, Magic hmm. the Gathering Arena. Gotcha. Um, those who do play Magic the Gathering know these cards. Uh, due to the influx of, of new cards to Popper, they will be also adding three cards to the Popper ban list. Him to Towerach, Sinkhole, and High Tide. Okay. Um, the, tabletop, the Tabletop Studio will watch the development of the updated format closely and will make any changes as, as uh, necessary at future regular banned and restricted uh, announcement dates. Banned dates? What? Yeah. 
so pretty much there are cards that are just way too powerful and way too overpowering to have either them being allowed or having it restricted to one copy each. Huh. It's it sounds like uh Yu-Gi-Oh pulling out my trap card and then like, you know, he's like, Oh, he's still on my life points. No. Like I, I love one of the things I hated about Yu-Gi-Oh was that it was overly dramatic for no reason. Like that's literally what made the show so memeable to me. Anyway, go on. Um, so Zuplot asks, uh, what is him to Taroch? Uh Sinkle and High Tide. Uh, pretty much they're cards that are in Magic the Gathering, and pretty much that's it. Oh, um, so I- um, I'm bringing up some photographs here. So they're... Um, this, so apparently, like, for example, uh, I don't know what all these symbols mean, but target a player discards two cards at random. Uh, the priests plead for your ang- anguish and pray for your despair. Um, the other one is... Uh, That's why we <laughs> Oh, destroy and target uh, land, which is some sorcery card, is what sinkhole is, and high tide. Until the end of a turn, whenever a player taps uh, an island for mana, that player adds whatever that, I guess, oh, I guess Blue. that's... Uh, Oh, uh, to his or her mana pool, in addition to the mana uh, the land uh, produces. So I'm not really sure what all that means, but that's but they're basically cards, essentially. Um, let me go ahead and go back to this. Overly dramatic for no reason, so anime, period. Well, no, not all anime is like that, obviously. Um, so, okay, cool. I don't know anything about this game, but cool. Um, there's some... I'm, go ahead. I'm actually really excited because this... This allows like some of the commons that many players have or have mm-hmm. an overabundance of to just get some play card. Like honestly, I have uh actually Oh boy. Holy this, this box right here is alone just matched the gathering cards that I have no use for. Wow. <laughs> and they're all commons. Oh boy. Interesting. And then you can't see it on screen, but I actually have like uh, three fat pack um, boxes filled with Magic the Gathering cards too, as well. So, oh my, <laughs> oh so, yeah, my! I'm, I'm actually really excited about this because I play Popper, and I I'm really excited. So interesting, cool deal. Um, so we're gonna we got one last article. It's short. It's interesting because I do play this uh, game. Speaking of some interesting game game news and facts, Blizzard explains cancellation of World of Warcraft follow-up Titan. Now, this is interesting. World of Warcraft developer Blizzard says it cancels roughly 50% of games it develops, and, um, and among its best-known collection examples was the MMO known as Titan. Elements of that game were uh, eventually turned into what became Overwatch, um, which is really interesting, but now we've uh, but now we have some new insight into why Titan was never released. Blizzard founder Mike Moam, uh, Morhami, who, who uh, recently left the company, spoke about the project during uh, the Game Lab convention in Barcelona this week. He said it was planned to be the next uh, generation MMO, but it proved to be too ambitious. 
We failed to con well, we failed to control scope. Mo uh, I can't. What was his name again? Morahami. 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 Okay. Said as reported by Eurogamer, it was very ambitious and a brand new universe, and it was going to be the next generation MMO that did all sorts of different things. It had different modes. We were all sort of building two games in parallel, and recently, and and really struggled to become uh, come together. Uh, Blizzard's Overwatch was born out of the ashes of Titan, and Mohami uh, spoke more about how green uh, green lighting that game was one of the best decisions that we made. We took something that wasn't going to ship uh, for a very long time, might never have shipped, and turned it into an awesome game, he explained. Overwatch game director Jeff uh, Kaplan, who worked on Titan, remarked, we failed to horrific, we failed horrifically at uh, in every way, um, in every way that project can fail, it was uh, devastating. Titan was originally originally canceled uh, in 2014, and at the time, Mohami uh, stated, "We set out to make the most ambitious thing that we could possibly imagine, and we didn't, and it didn't come together." As to why Titan was canceled, uh, Mohami said, "Blizzard didn't find didn't find the fun, didn't find the passion." The latest project that Blizzard canceled was StarCraft first-person shooter, according to a report. Blizzard uh, recently scuttled the project, which was said to be in development for two years, so it could focus on Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. Uh, it was a short article, but I just found it interesting um, that the fact that, um, you know, uh, let's see, hold on a second. Blizzard cancels new game in development for two years. Wait, well, let me see if this is a continuation of this or not. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, no. but we'll have to talk about this, I think, in another time, definitely for sure. Um, but I didn't know, little known fact, I didn't realize that Blizzard developed Titan before Overwatch. I just thought it was just an interesting article that I just wanted to quickly read. Um, anybody in chat or Cappy, any thoughts on, on, on that or what it could have been or anything really? I honestly have no idea. Um, I would like to. I would have. It would have been interesting to know exactly. So, if, if Overwatch is the ashes or came out of the ashes of Titan, then what exactly was Titan to begin with? I wish I could find more about this. Um, let's see. Here's another article regarding that. Um, I'm trying to see what. Oh, okay, so there's another article regarding Titan. It was posted back in 2014. So it might be this while this is an older article, I might go ahead and um maybe try to skim through it. Um so this one was titled Blizzard Cancels Next uh, Next Gen MMO Titan. Uh Watercraft Development let's see. Uh this is okay. So Mike Mohami, the co-founder and president of Blizzard, confirmed the game's cancellation today. So this this so this was back in twenty fourteen. So this, this is an old article, but for some but I guess sort of I'm gonna call it like some back follow-up here a little bit. Um Mike Mohammed, okay, so we had created World of Warcraft and we felt really confident that we knew how to make MMOs, Mohammed said, told Polygon. So we set out to make the most ambitious thing that you could possibly imagine and it didn't come together. We didn't find it fun, Mohammed said. We didn't find the passion. We talked about how we would put it through a uh, revo uh, 
Revelation period. And actually, well, here, let me put this article in chat here as well so you guys can read along with it. Um, what we uh, reevaluated re is whether uh, that's the game we really wanted to be making. Uh, the answer is no. Titan has been in development for years, though Blizzard ha has never actually announced the game in official capacity. Despite the company confirmed in, in December 2010 uh, that it it was indeed called Titan, though was believed to be only working on the title. The game's official cancellation today comes after Blizzard removed all mention of the game from its career pages back in August 2013, suggesting the company's moving away from the project. Blizzard Senior Vice President of, of Story and Franchise Development, Chris uh, Metzen, told or said uh, the decision to cancel Titan was excruciating. Uh, Mohami agreed that shutting down development on the game was a really, really hard decision to make. However, he says he's made these decisions before and the end result was always positive. Um... It was hard when we canceled uh, Warcraft Adventures. I didn't even know that was a thing. It was hard when we canceled StarCraft Ghost. Oh, wow. I this is a lot of game history I didn't even know. Uh, but it always results in better quality work. Um, Metzen added that the, the discipline of knowing um, when to quit is important. Uh, we were losing perspective and getting lost in the weeds a little. We had to allow ourselves to take a step back and reassess why, <laughs> excuse me for saying, why the hell we were do we were doing the that thing in the first place. Though uh, Titan is canceled, Mohami said uh, Blizzard hasn't closed the door entirely on making another MMO someday. I wouldn't say there is no to ever doing an MMO again, Mohami said, but I can say that right now that's not where we want to be spending our time. Now, obviously, it's 2019, so this was posted about five years ago. So, um, you know, they eventually obviously made Overwatch and a bunch of other games and stuff. They've never... So, it sounds like they wanted to make another MMO at some point in the near... Some, some point in the history in the, com in the history of the company... Um, obviously World of Warcraft is one of their biggest titles ever. Um, let's see. Blizzard continues to support World of Warcraft, of course, which is now uh, in its 10th year of, con of continued operation. Of course, that's obviously been uh, longer, so probably a lot longer. So probably I would say 10th years, maybe at five. So what, like 15 years continuation, maybe, give or take. Um, my, my hope personally is that we'll support it forever, um, Metzen said. At the end of May 2013, Blizzard confirmed that Titan was undergoing large design and technology changes. Later that summer, Mohami uh, said during an Activision Blizzard earnings call that Titan may not be subscription-based or even an MMO. Uh, we're going. We're in the process of selecting new di uh, direction for the project and reevaluation of what we want uh, the game to be. Um, and of course, blah, 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 extra things at the end. Uh, but then obviously then, you know, we're coming back, um, you know, five years later and with this article of explaining why the cancellation happened. Now, um, those two put together kind of like puts a full story together. So another question would pose then is Blizzard going to make another MMO or is World of Warcraft their bread and butter? Possibly. Um, I, I, 
I think World of Warcraft needs to retire because it, it's been going on for what almost 15 years, I want to say. Yeah. Um, I I just think it's I just think it's time to end. Like I understand people like World of Warcraft, people still play it, but honestly, it, it's just very archaic, so to speak. Yeah, there's been a lot of expansions. It's 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 very very heavily subscription based. I mean, I would never personally play it. I'm just, it's just not my particular thing. Um, I mean, I did play at one point in time and I still like it. I did play um, Black Desert Online, which I, you know, BDO was really fun. Um, and I still find it fun. I just haven't played it in a while. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I think you're right. Um, but at some point, uh, WoW came out in twenty came out twenty fourteen uh, two thousand four. So yeah, fifteen years. All right, cool. I was we were we were right. Thank you for confirming that. Um, yeah, it would be nice for Blizzard to develop something new. I'm interested to see what Overwatch two looks like. Um, there's an article here about it, but I think I'll cover it um, uh, on another future episode. Actually, just designated about that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, no, it just it was just something, just some random game history that I found interesting. Um, that I thought I'd just throw in there for kicks and giggles. So, um, but yeah, but that kind of brings us to the end of our show. Unless you have anything else extra, Cappy, or we can go ahead and wind this thing down. Steam summer sale has started. Yes, if you guys are on <laughs> PC, please make sure you check out uh, the Steam summer sale. Um, I'm not sure how long it goes on for, but make sure you grab your deals. July 9th. Yeah, okay, well, there you go. Um, make sure you grab your deals and games while you can. I will probably be picking up, maybe try to pick up a few things. We'll see how it goes from there and stuff. Um, uh, check the uh, the confirmed in December 2010 link. Uh, it has a picture of Titan, I think. Um, let me see. Let me see if there was a quick little thing with that. Um, check the confirmed. Uh, let me see here. Trying to look at the article that they that he, I don't know. I don't. Not sure where I'm looking, but um. Okay, yeah, I don't. I'm being non-observant right now, but that's okay. Um. Oh, here we go. See it. Oh, okay. So there was some photographs in, in this. There was like one photograph of it, and then talked about a little bit about what the game was and things like that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I think there was a, there was also another um, MMO that I think that the same company that Black Desert Online was born out of. They were developing a brand new thing too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Interesting. All, all the same. But we're gonna head and um, if I can get this other. There we go. If I go ahead and get this. Um, but yeah, we're gonna head and wind down the show, guys. Um, thank you so so much for watching and being part of the show and listening and everything. Um, we'll be back hopefully. Now the reason why we weren't. We weren't live the other days. I think Cappy was out sick for a while and stuff, but yeah. he's he's now back and we're good. So theoretically, we should have another episode around July thirteenth, hopefully, if everything goes you know if everything you know goes well and we're all available to do the show and everything. I know episodes have been, I know this show's had a weird history of like being few and far between and stuff. Just life happens and everything. You can't always help it, but uh, we will definitely do our best to be here. And all the other jazz. So until then, thank you guys so so much, and we will uh, see you then. And have a great rest of your Saturday, and even better Monday when you when this episode hits uh, hits live. So until then, thank you guys, and we'll catch you all later. Take care.
Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. You're listening Goodbye. to Morning Metro. All stories and articles belong to the respected companies. Songs used for broadcasts. Intro music. Retro Funky by Persephone. Remix by Sundance. Outro music. 305 by Approaching Nirvana. All music belongs to the respected copyright holders. For article submissions, questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at themorningmetro at gmail.com.